0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. And they have the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. All right, friends. So today we have with us, well, we have with us a pretty fabulous guest, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things that, unsurprisingly, I love to talk about. Uh, but we have with us today Julia Taylor, and Julia is CEO and founder of Geek Pack. And I am just, I'm really excited to delve into Geek Pack because Geek Pack exists to empower women and girls to change their lives for the better through the power of code, community, and confidence. All three of those are things that we love. And of course, we love talking about empowering women on my episodes of the show. But Julia, I gotta tell you, my friend, I am I'm super psyched to have you here today and to have this conversation. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am um, very excited to 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 chat more and to hear more about Innovate Her KC. That sounds oh my gosh!
0: Awesome. We're gonna oh this is gonna be good. I can tell already. All right, well let's let's dive right into it. I have my notebook and I have a pen. Pretty sure somewhere around here, there it is. Found it. Uh, I am ready to go, Julia. Why don't you tell us about your journey?
1: All right. Oh gosh, my journey. So I. I'm going to take us back to 2008, because that's really where my um, entrepreneurial journey began. In 2008, I used to work for the U.S. Department of Defense. I was, uh, worked for the intelligence community. Oh, wow. And, um, really, I, right.
0: I kind of have to ask, though, were you a spy? <laughs> yeah. um, ish. Ish. If you told me you'd have to kill me, is that <laughs> not, not, not quite that it, it's, it, I wish it was as cool
1: as what you see on, on TV, um, on Hollywood, but they, they definitely make it a lot more exciting than, than it was. But in, in 2008, I was deployed to Afghanistan. It was my um, first deployment there. I was out there for six months. And while I was there, I met, uh, and fell in love with my now husband, um, he's, yep, he is British and that it's worth knowing that because we did long distance for about a year and a half. And I, I had an amazing job with the government, you know, career progression was, was on the rise. I traveled all over the world. I got to do amazing things, but met him, fell in love. And I decided to leave my job, move to the UK and we got married and I became a military wife, which I am immensely proud of. Uh, but my career progression just really took a nosedive, and we we moved a number of times, and I I was never able to kind of find another uh, job that was what I used to have because of course I'd moved moved countries. Yeah. So while I was in one of uh, my regular old kind of nine to five admin type jobs in the UK, um, I was working at a university, and um, my boss walks in and asks me to fix something on the website. Now, I have no tech background. I have I have no tech degree. I, I have a degree, but not in tech. I learned Russian when I was in college. So I I had no idea to do um, how to do what he asked me to do.
0: I, I'm so sorry. I started to laugh. And I think Julia saw that because I'm like, you learned Russian in college. What a random thing. Yeah, it was, it was of, really You know, you know, that comic family circus where you see Billy, like the little lines following him as he walks around the neighborhood. Like that's what I, I'm seeing your progression, but continue. Oh okay.
1: yeah. 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 All, all over the place. And, uh, so he's, he comes in and he says, right. Can you fix our website? It needs to be able to do X. And I'm kind of like, well, I have no idea Um, how to do what he has asked me to do. So I go to Google and this is about 2014. So this is kind of the the time gap in there. So I go on Google and I search for how to do the thing that he has asked me to do. And sure enough, I I get all these search results and there's, there's this line of code. And again, I have no background in tech. I, I didn't know how to code nothing but I I Googled what to do with this line of code. I put it into the website and sure enough, it worked. And it was this real kind of like light bulb moment where I thought to myself, hang on, I just figured something out. I, I figured out some code on Google in five minutes and, and I loved it. I loved the immediate change and that I saw something different and I I I, I saw it on the website, done. And it took me down this journey of learning how to code on by myself, uh, yeah. completely all alone in a vacuum. Um, and I Googled everything. I, I watched YouTube videos and I, I did, I taught myself how to code, you know, basic ish enough to be able to offer it as a service and for people to pay me to build websites, fix websites for them. It kind of went down the web development route. And in that time, um, between kind of twenty fourteen till twenty eighteen when I started geek pack um, in that time, I struggled massively learning to code by myself and because I didn't have a community to to ask questions when things didn't work and I would go to Facebook groups, or I would go to Stack Overflow, or I would go to all these different forums, and I would ask questions, and I would get made fun of, and I would be told, "Oh, you know, if you don't have a degree, you shouldn't be doing this, or if you don't know the answer to that, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be offering it." And it was really, really discouraging, and it took me a long time to um, get to the point where I was comfortable starting my own business and offering it as a service. And so when I got to um, 2018 my um, husband retires from the military and we decide to move into an RV and travel around the US uh, to, to find where we want to settle. And so we we sell everything, we move into the RV and we start traveling and I'm documenting um, our travel on Instagram. And people are kind of, and this was, this was 2018, so pre-COVID. And everyone wants to know, how are you able to travel full-time? You know, what do you do for work? So I start to talk about how I Learn to code. I taught myself how to code, how I build websites. I started my own business. I found clients. And I start having that conversation online. And people say to me, I want to learn to do what you have done. Can you teach us? And that's where Geek Pack kind of came to life organically because people wanted to be able to do what I was doing. So I started teaching people. But when I started teaching people how to do what I taught myself how to do, um, I was determined that a supportive and encouraging community would come alongside it because yeah. I didn't want other people to um, struggle it's the way that I did.
0: You felt. And I wanted to yeah. just really quickly, I want to take a moment, you know, I, I've worked in the tech space throughout my career. And one of the things that I found most jarring, I think actually about your story is the fact that. Every single developer I know, even like the true rock stars, like no developer knows how to create code out of thin air, just out of their head for everything. And so a large part of being a developer is figuring things out and talking to other people and asking what they did. And so I find it interesting that you were receiving pushback on that, doing something that developers... Very naturally, do I mean that's why you have so much documentation in code, and that's why you have so many. I mean, I don't know, like agile meetings and, and things like that, because collaboration and continuous research and learning is a huge part of yeah. being a developer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and, and do you, do you do you know why people were kind of giving you that pushback?
1: Um, it it was definitely not. It wasn't everyone, and it wasn't um, it wasn't all the time. It was enough was to um, I, I can remember two instances in particular um, that that kind of knocked me back and and d- was discouraging enough for me to not continue on and kind of pause what I was doing, and it just made everything yeah. take a lot longer. Um, to have the confidence to then say to, you know, a friend, a family member, uh, someone in town, this is what I do. I would like to help you with your website or build your website or um, fix it for whatever, whatever was wrong with it. Um, so it was, it was not the majority, but it happened enough to, and and I spoke to a lot of people who had similar, and I've, I've since then doing podcasts and, and TV interviews and things like that, that have similar experiences where, they had a negative encounter and i think because i didn't have a tech degree because i didn't have any formal education i was just hypersensitive to getting that negative feedback um and it just hit me a lot harder
0: yeah well i just i, I wanted to take a moment to to explore that because i this is for our listeners hey friends don't do that <laughs> you know if somebody comes to you a developer and is you know tells you that they're trying to figure something out that's part of the process. That's not that's not something to be uh, demon demonized at all. So so at any rate, um, let's talk about this community. Like you wanted to create this really strong supportive community, so that people like you who were just coming to coding, who were just discovering their their talent or their interest in this, you know, they they could be shepherded along in better ways than you were. And and I appreciate you saying that it wasn't everybody. And I I, I fully believe that. But, you know, even if it happens once or twice, that can be really disheartening when you're trying to learn something and you're trying to to evolve. Um, So so talk to us about this community. What are some of the characteristics that you wanted to see your, your your members exhibit as you were trying to build this community?
1: Yeah, sure. And the thing, our kind of tagline for the community is there's no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, because no matter how many times we we say that, um and I think that is a big part of it is the fear to ask a question. Whether you have been knocked down or you've, you know, someone has, has made fun of you or or said, oh, you know, you you shouldn't be doing that. Um, it's the what if. And I, I think a lot of particularly women, um, and in our community, we're it's primarily a community of women. Um, we have lots of amazing guys who are who are awesome. Um, but there is that I'm so terrified to ask a silly question that I won't even ask. And that's something that we constantly tell people is there's no such thing. Like we all started at the very, very beginning. We, we didn't come out of the womb knowing how to code and and, and being techie. We, we learned. And that's probably the, the main thing is there's no such thing as a, a silly question, stupid question in our community. And um, also we are, um, I would say the majority of the women in our community are 40 plus, um, which I love because it's, th- there is a, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to say it is fact or it's true, but it's kind of this perceived thing that, um, women in tech are younger. They have gone to college. They've, they've done all those things. And, and we have, um, found this amazing, you know, group of women who, um, don't want to feel like they've been forgotten. With where the world is going, with with tech and and everything being digital and online, and they maybe they they were really good at, at math when they were young, and then they yeah. life got busy, but they want to get back into it, or they're lifelong learners, and they never want to let their you know mind stop thinking and doing things. Um, so that's really where the the community is is kind of gone to over over the years is the. No such thing as a stupid question, and regardless of age, regardless of education, regardless of financial status, um, you are welcome and you can learn these skills if you want to, and you you know put in the effort to to do it
0: yeah well, and i I want to take a i, I want to drill down on something really quickly um, one of we recently had an event um, where we talked about feminism through the decades basically like we we had a panel discussion and we had a bunch of women leaders who rep- each represented a different you know millennials gen x gen z boomers and and we brought them together for a conversation and the reason that we did that is because of exactly what you 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 alluded to or mentioned uh, the fact that there's a lot of ageism around gender equity that we need to be aware of. When we talk about intersectionality and intersectional identities, uh, we actually had someone up on the stage, one of the the, the woman who was representing Baby Boomers, um, she talked about the fact that as she has grown older, uh, and I, I prefer not to use the term old, I prefer to use the wisdom, like you're more wisdomous. Yeah. Um, but this this very this incredible wisdomous woman was talking about the fact that she is actually experiencing more uh, gendered situations now that she is older than she ever did when she was younger, because there there's a lot of ageism. And so the fact that you are creating a community to support and and to champion and and really help some of these women. That's really impressive. Um, what's some of the feedback that you've gotten from from your members?
1: Um, they are always so blown away that it exists that there's kind of a, a safe space for them to be among other women like them, yeah similar ages, but also to be to be excited about learning something new. And we, we have um, accountability groups and we call them Geekability pods. We, we throw in geek pretty much everywhere we can. Um, and the, the amount of times that we'll, we'll kind of match groups of women together. And, you know, they, they find their, they find best friends online. And it's, especially during COVID, because we, we, we kicked off Geek Pack in 2018 and we had exponential growth through COVID. And, and since then, um, because it, it gave women a place to come and and just converse and talk about these things and cheer each other on. And that's something that I'm, I'm really, really proud of the community is there's no, no one's kind of um, fighting over opportunities. There are enough opportunities out there for everyone. And we are, we celebrate wins no matter how big or how small um, we're always just encouraging each other. Uh, And, and we hear all the time um, from members that, they're just blown away that something like this exists because I, I don't think it's super common for a, a tech community um, for f- you know, female ad- adult learners, really. Um, I don't think it's all that common.
0: Yeah. Well, so one of the things that, that I have learned and what's interesting, and I, I, I love this alignment between the two of us, but um, we're both community builders each in our yeah. own way. We have, we have different focuses, but there's definitely some, some intersection and some overlap. And one of the things that I have learned in, in cultivating community and being a steward of a community, because that's what you are, is that you have to be very, very intentional about not just what you say and what you what you put out into the universe is what you believe about that community, but you actually have to attach an action. to to those beliefs and to those statements. And so just as a, for instance, an innovator, I decided very early on that I wanted to cultivate a culture of winning because I think that women often have difficulty uh, bragging, quote unquote, like they they think it's bragging if they talk about their accomplishments and if they share you know, the things that make them special. And I was like, no, that's bullshit. Let's not do that. So I decided this and then I was like, okay, well, what action can back that up. And so periodically, you know, once every, once a week, a couple times a week, I'll go in and I'll share a member win. And, and I do that because I need to cultivate the kind of culture that I want to see. And so often that as a leader, that means that you have to be the person ready to put yourself out there and do the thing and show people what it looks like, model that behavior. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you did that within your community?
1: Yeah, the, f- the first thing that comes to mind, oh, this is such a great question, is um, one of the very first things we get our, um, our community members to do when they join our, our students is to um, identify their why. That's what we refer to it as. We actually send out postcards um, and we get them to write it down um, yeah. on the back. We can post it somewhere um, because what we tell them, and we're completely honest and transparent about everything we do, is this is not going to be easy. You're not, you're not taking an easy route by, you know, deciding to start your own business, be an entrepreneur, learn yeah. these skills, find yeah. clients. And even you know,
0: who thinks that it's easy before you get started, like, don't think that, that's not yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the most exhilarating, wonderful thing you've ever done. And it's also going to make you feel worse about yourself than you ever thought humanly possible.
1: So, yes. 100%. So we okay. we make that very clear up front. Um you know, we're not we're not selling a, you know, get rich in in 5 days sort of thing. This is this is real tangible, you know, learn learn skills to offer it. So we, we, we say all that, but then we also kind of say, but you're doing it for a reason. Like your, there is a reason why you are going out on a limb and why you are learning this thing and, and doing this thing. And whatever that reason is for you, figure that out. What is your why? Um, maybe it's to um, stay home with your kids. Maybe it's to um, look after your, your aging parents, to have more flexibility, to travel full-time, like whatever that, that thing is for you, we, we ask them at the beginning to identify it to write it down. We have a whole exercise that they go through um, because when it gets tough, we want them to be able to remember, okay, it's tough right now, but I have a, I have a why. And the, one of the things that I did, this is probably a year or so ago is exactly as you've said, well, if I'm asking them to identify their why, what is not just mine personally, but my business, what, what is the geek pack? Why, which is effectively our vision. Yeah. And, um and and we've gone very big. We've we've said we want to empower over a hundred thousand women uh in the next five years by learning learning to code, learning tech skills, um, and to to have more economic independence. And so we we went for a a period of time and a number. And it is um, what do they call it, the big, hairy, audacious goal. That is, that is what that is, but that is our why. That is kind of our team, our our drumbeat. That is that is why we do what we do. And is it is it always easy? Do I know how we're going to reach that many women? No, but but we we are going for it. And when times are tough, when we have you know issues with a system or um, whatever things happen that that aren't going right and I want to burn the business to the ground because I think that's normal sometimes. Um, I remember why we're doing what we're doing. And when we have students who share incredible wins, I remind everyone on my team, like this is exactly why we're doing what we do because we are making a difference. We are, you know, whether it's one person or 10 women or a hundred thousand, if we can continue to make those differences um, yeah. and help them change their lives, then that's what we're here to do.
0: Well, that, man, I, that that's like a mic drop moment right there. Uh, you know, one of the things, well, really quickly, I have to break in and I, I just have to talk a little bit about full scale. Uh, No, let me rephrase. I get to talk a little bit about full scale. Um, You know, I would not be doing this job if it weren't for full scale. Startup Hustle wouldn't be what it is without full scale. Um, And and I have to tell you, as a host, I don't talk about things that I don't really believe in. And I I believe in full scale. At full scale, they know that finding expert software developers can be really difficult. But when you visit fullscale.io, you can build a software team quickly and affordably. And as founders, that quickly and affordably piece. Like that's that's so key for all of us. Use the Full Scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. Friends, we are here with Julia Taylor, CEO and founder of Geek Pack, and we're talking about we're talking about a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I I always suffer a little bit when I'm talking to leaders within community building spaces, particularly women and and girl-focused spaces, because there are always so many things that I want to talk about. So I'm going to try to stay a little linear here for you. So we've talked about the community piece. Um, Let's talk a little, just a little bit about the user experience of Geekpack. So how do you attract members? What does their experience look like on their end? There's a, I'm assuming there's a virtual community they can avail themselves of, but what are some of the touch points and access points that you use to connect with your members?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, we, let's see, it was probably about six or eight months ago when I was trying to figure out how in the world am I going to um, get closer to this vision of a hundred thousand, reaching a hundred thousand women? Because, you know, paid advertising is expensive and they're, you know, how can we, how can we really start moving in that direction? And I, I worked with a local accelerator program um, here in, in Colorado and got introduced and kind of got into the, 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 the world of getting investment and, and grants and, um, and all this kind of stuff that I'd never looked into before. And I really, I was, I was blown away with not only how much I learned, but the 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 confidence that they had in my business, um, because at the time I didn't realize how it was a big deal that I um, run a profitable business and we were profitable from the start and we've never had outside investment. Um, I, that was, that was just how I've always done it. And I didn't know there was another yeah. way to, to build a business and long story short, I kind of, I, I thought, okay, well, you know, now if, if they believe in me, then I need to believe in myself. And I started um, reaching out to big online course companies trying to figure out how can we really um, expand what we offer in order to reach a lot more women. I spoke to Udemy, to Coursera, to um, Codecademy, and a number of other companies. And we ended up partnering with Udemy, huge um, online kind of course marketplace. And now, um, so back to your original question, when someone joins Geekpack they get access to two things. They get access to um, the the partnered version of Udemy and the the business kind of tier of all those courses, but they also get access to our online community. So it's a a virtual community. And in there, I have team members who are in there supporting them, answering questions along the way, but we also have uh, live cohorts where I have two former teachers, Former middle school teachers who are amazing, and they um, are leading our women through content on hot topics that that people want to learn now. So we've taken this, um, you know, access to a whole bunch of skill learning, but we've really narrowed it down and said, okay, because we asked our students, what do you want? They want accountability. They want small groups to to learn and go through and actually. Learn the skill, implement, offer it as a service, charge more. Learn the skill, you know, just do all those things. So, in the community side, that's where we have our um, live cohorts, and I, I, we have about five that we're running now, from front-end development to um, SEO, UX/UI, copywriting, um, and of course, there's another I can't think of. Um, so, we've we've kind of taken this isolated view of learning tech skills at home on your own and we've given it to the women in our community. So they have my team members' support. They have the, the live learning opportunity for the accountability and it's, um, it's working really well. So th- those are the, the main kind of
0: touch points. Okay. All right, so, so I have to tell you something. Actually, I don't have to tell you something, but I'm going to tell you something because I have been laughing in my head since I read this question. So we have a set list that our our amazing producers, the the amazing Startup Hustle producers provide to us. And it has some ideas for questions. Sometimes I I use them, sometimes I don't. Um, You know, it has some context on the company and things like that. But I'm reading this this list of questions and I'm going to read you a question because it's making me laugh. Uh, Learning new tech skills makes sense for anyone. Why are you focusing on the superior species for your efforts? And here's the thing. Number one, I don't believe that women are superior. Um, I, I'm, I'm very much a fervent believer in equality, and I know that I've had amazing male allies, friends, mentors, supporters. Like, so, But I, I do have to admit that that question gave me a giggle. So I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Uh, what's, your, what's your why for focusing on the quote-unquote superior species? And I, We've already kind of covered it, but I just wanted to read that to you because I, I imagine you were probably wondering why I was laughing.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's hilarious. Um, I and I do want to say I completely agree with you that um, I want to let's see. So so why women? Um, It it just happened naturally. It was not on purpose. uh, It was not intentional. And as I said, we have lots of amazing guys who are in the program, and and everyone is welcome. But we. Organically, and you know, obviously, I'm I'm a woman, and um, my team members are women. I've had guys on my team uh, in the past, but it's just it's it's what we do. It's what we're we. It's what we know. It's what we're comfortable with. It's how we talk. Um, I'm uh, I'm a very um, sensitive, you know, emotional uh, person, um, which I used to think uh, were um, bad traits and I have fully kind of accepted those. I, and I, you know, I cry a lot when good things happen. I, and I'm very comfortable with knowing that about myself now. And and actually I'm like, no, this is my superhero. I lead an amazing team. I lead an amazing community. I can be sensitive and emotional and, you know, have feelings and show those and, and be okay. So though I think because I, I, I am the, um, the, the, CEO and founder, I'm also a bit of the, the face of the brand. Um, yeah. I think women like me are just, they, they see something and they're, they're kind of attracted to what we do and how we do things. So it's yeah. been completely organic. Um, it, it's not been on purpose, but we have found our niche niche, uh, and we have just run with it because it, it's working. And, um, like I said, guys come in all the time and they're awesome.
0: So, yeah. Well, and I, I love things that happen organically because those are the things that usually kicked off because of personal experience. And my favorite entrepreneurs are the entrepreneurs that take their own personal experience and use it to make the world better for for people who look think and act like them, or maybe even people who don't look think and act like them. Um one of the things that I find, well, I'm going to re- reframe this., um, One of the conversations that we have often in DEIB circles relates to the difference between equality and equity, right? Equality is where you give exactly the same things to everybody and expect them to have similar results, but the fact is there are people who are starting from a further back starting point, there are people who deal with deep disadvantages. And I mean, some of it's related to gender, some of it's related to the color of your skin, some of it's related to your religion or a disability that you might have. But the fact is, if you give everybody the exact same tools, and but they're coming from different starting points, again, you find inequity. And you see these deep gulfs start to, to not just exist, but exponentially increase as as these issues arise. And so my point, I have one, I swear, uh, my point is that sometimes you have to give additional assistance or additional resources or additional things to the folks who need that little bit of extra help. Right. And so when people ask me like, why innovator, why are you focusing on women and gender minorities? My answer, that's my answer to them. Like sometimes, women who, you know, are dealing with systemic barriers and some really, really deep inequities and and issues within their professional lives, sometimes they just need a little bit of extra help, you know, Mm -hmm. to get to the next level and to, to catch up to their, maybe their male counterparts or their white counterparts or their straight counterparts. And I think that acknowledging that is, is really powerful. Um, you know, It's a way to say, not only do I see you, but I, I believe that you deserve the agency and respect to necessary to move forward so that you can thrive, as well as all of these other people who might have started out a little bit ahead of the game right and so i feel like that's what you're doing here you're offering that additional support those additional resources you're not doing it in an exclusive kind of way because as you've said multiple times like men are welcome like come on learn but understand that this this can be like one of the things that i when i talk about innovate her i have guys come to me all the time and they're like can we come to your events and i'm like yeah absolutely understand that you know this is a female focused space but it's not female exclusive. We we welcome anybody who wants to to be a part of this beautiful community that we're building. Right? Is that kind of how you feel about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And um, yeah, I, I I think so. And when when guys ask, you know, can we join? It's it's exactly that. It's yeah, of course you can. But but just know the 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 space that we have created is a safe space. It is um, no silly questions. You support. You encourage. We're, we, we feel, we're sensitive, we're, you know, all those, all those things. Um, and I think also to your, to your point there, I think a lot of the women who come into our community struggle with confidence. And sure. that's
0: one I of the I think a pain- lot of women in general struggle yes. with confidence. but can yes. You-
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's something that we, we really put a lot of emphasis on. And that's why I'm such a big believer in um, learning tech skills and, and learning to code the, the kind of the quote unquote hard skills that that only young people can learn. No, like if if you can anyone can learn these skills. And when you do, it's such a confidence boost yeah. that we have women all the time who have never done anything like this before and they, they learn a little bit and they're just like, I, I cannot believe I just did this thing. They'll go and show their family, they'll show their friends, and they're and they just think, well if, if I just did this, what else can I do? And that was my exact experience. So yeah. that that's something that that everything that we do is you know learn the tech skills within a supportive safe space community and build that confidence and know that if you can do this thing, what else can you do? It opens up so many other opportunities. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. You're talking about that, that beautiful exponential impact, you know, the, the impact that you have is not just confined to the one area that you're addressing. If you can help a woman with confidence, if you can help anyone with confidence, it touches every aspect of their life. Yep. And in doing so it touches the different aspects of the people who surround them. And so you're creating a ripple effect, very organically. Uh, I I kind of love it. So, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, talk to us a little bit. Talk to us about the tech side of things. Like you talked a bit, you know, about Udemy and partnerships and things like that. But I'd be really interested to know, you know, what what's your tech stack? What are you? What are some of the things that you teach? Some of the core concepts. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So when we first started um, Geek Pack, I had um, I'd done about four years prior where I taught myself to to code. I focused primarily on on front end, and then I found WordPress, and I thought, oh, you know, great. But I really wanted to learn it um, the 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 hard way. Um, I've I've never really used the, the builders or any you know any of the the easier things that are out there. I really wanted to fully understand what was going on in the back end. Um, and I, I dove in deep in, in WordPress development and I, I did, um, contract work for a number of big companies doing, um, the, you know, really diving into the code. And that's what I loved was figuring out like, why isn't this working and how can I, how can I fix it? And that's where, when I first started Geekpack, um, that's what I started to, to teach was WordPress development. Um, and we, it, it. Turned into that's that's what people wanted to learn, but they also wanted to learn how to start a business. And is it an LLC or are you a sole proprietor or do you want to you know do a C corp or an S corp and all of the that stuff that goes along with starting a business and then finding clients and marketing yourself and um, do you want to be an employee? Do you want? And we've had students who've gone on to work for um, big companies. Most of our students have kind of followed in the the same journey that I did, which um, is you know at the point that you made. Um, m- my entrepreneurial journey is exactly what I teach and what everyone on my team has done and what they kind of empower the women in our community to do. And so so it, it is that starting your own business. Uh, and using the skills to offer those things as a service. So we, we started very heavily with, um, with WordPress development. Uh, and now we are with access to all of the, the Udemy content. Uh, we are really expanding that out and, um, doing a lot more, um, you know, doing some stuff with Python. We, um, you know, a lot more, uh, with React and JavaScript and, and, on the stuff on the, the data side, cloud computing. Um, uh, so, so it's a lot broader. Um, and I, I have, you know, full transparency now I, I have a team of women who are doing the, the, the teaching and the facilitating of the content. Whereas now I just have the the joy and pleasure of doing things like this and getting the word out, um, about what we're doing, um, and, and being the visionary of the company rather than, um, in the weeds. Although I do love being in the weeds when it comes to, uh, to coding.
0: I love that. I, it honestly, like, I've just got a big smile on my face as you're talking because I, I, I think of tech as a, a, there's an opportunity in the tech field to be, to be a great equalizer. You know, you are, this is a field that is growing. This is a field that is well-established, has been established for a while now. But by encouraging women and minorities and, um, you know, any, any historically excluded individual to take part and, and be a part of the tech community. There's a huge opportunity there because, you know, these are well-paying jobs. This is an opportunity to generate some generational wealth for communities who haven't previously had it. This is an opportunity to build confidence for women. This is an op- And it's an opportunity for, you know, the, the, the really easy answer for people to have jobs. Yay. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so talk to us real quick. Talk to us about the future. You know, you have a lot of exciting things happening. Your community is growing. What do you see as the, the evolution of Geek Pack?
1: Wow. That's a big question. Um,
0: I like the, big questions. I don't know. If <laughs> right.
1: no, I can tell. Um, let's see. It's, and I think when I, I, at the, at the heart of what I love and what I am doing and, and get to do is, is the, How many, how can we take what we've already done and just exponentially reach more women? And that's, that's really my job right now is how do we hit that hundred thousand? How do we hit a million, which is incredibly daunting to say that number. Um, how do we change the conversation, um, and I think really what I what I want is I want the word geek to be something that people are proud of, to yeah. be proud to call themselves a geek and um, and tell other people about how they're they're good at tech and they're good at digital stuff because so many times I hear um, pr- most of the time women say oh I'm not very techy. And it's no, but you can be, don't, don't tell yourself that you, if you want to be, you can be, don't put yourself in the box and, and just, you know, be really proud to be geeky. And I, I want to change the narrative around that word and make yeah. it not, you know, a kid with a hoodie and his glasses and, you know, in his basement working late at night, I want it to be a woman who is thriving um, and yeah, right. loving what she's doing and be in and having economic independence because of it.
0: Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, you, you've certainly reached one woman right here. I am proud to be a geek. I will say it loudly. I will probably say it to anybody that I come into contact with today, at the very least. Uh, you know, you actually, we're, we're up on the human question here, and I'm very excited for it, because you, you don't know it yet, but you gave me permission to ask this question because you said the word, and so now I'm going to ask you, you said the word superhero, and I love superheroes. And I want to talk to you, if you were a superhero, what would your, what do you think your power would be?
1: Oh, wow. It's funny because I have actually done a video um, that we, we use for some marketing where I have a cape and I am super geek.
0: Nice. Um, but but what would really you I've got a little nameplate right here that I keep on my, my office Look desk. That. I, I love that. So it says, Undercover Superhero. I love uh, that. <laughs> ah. What awesome. would
1: my? It, um, I think it would be um, to to just give a little bit of confidence to anyone who needs it, just enough for them to go, "Ooh, I feel really good about this thing. I'm going to try something new."
0: Okay. So your super your superhero name confidence woman. No, that sounds like, I think con man, isn't that short for confidence, man? I don't know if we can do confidence woman that might have the wrong, wrong tone. Uh, we're going to have to Sam come Sam up with a really good superhero name for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've always okay, gone. Super yeah. week, but... There you go. <laughs> Love it. Well, well, Julia, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And I, I just, I really wish you all the best in your endeavors. You are doing some incredible work Uh, reaching over 2,400 women and folks who just need a little bit of empowerment and a little bit of instruction and guidance around around that tech geek life that they want to live. So thank you so much for for your work and thank you for being here on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, I am also glad to have the opportunity to talk once again about Full Scale. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, Full Scale can help. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. And friends, I'm going to point you to Founder Fridays. I don't know if you have found it yet. I hope you have. But not too long ago, we had Kansas City's illustrious culture building expert, Frank Keck on as a guest host on Startup Hustle, and he actually interviewed all of the hosts, myself included, Matt, Matt, and Andrew, Uh, and and we talked about culture and building culture within our organizations, and we all had some different answers, and we had some commonalities, but it was a really great series. Frank Keck is nothing if not a master of the penetrating question, so I would invite you to, to find those episodes, Founder Fridays with Frank Keck, Give them a listen. Uh, If you are looking to build an intentional, inclusive, strong culture within your organization, and I will say to you what I said to Frank, um, if you don't establish your culture early and reinforce it often, someone else is going to do it for you and you're not going to like it. So definitely give your culture a thought and listen to Founder Fridays with Frank. Friends, we are so very grateful that you continue to listen to us week after week. Keep on downloading, subscribing, sharing all of those beautiful things so that we can continue to bring you stories of founders and the wonderful work that you all do. Thanks so much. And we will catch you next time.